I have a theory. Maybe it's crazy. Maybe it's not. We're going to talk about it tonight. We're going to talk about globalism, Justin Trudeau, Canada, America, Representative Andy Biggs. All that's coming up on I'm Right. Welcome to I'm Right. We have a lot of COVID communism today. It's time for that. I have a theory. Just a theory. And I need to be clear about this. I'm going to give you a lot of facts in this opening, you know, open of the show. And then I'm going to give you a lot of theory. And I'm going to make it crystal clear when I deviate from facts to theory. And this theory may sound crazy. I hope it is crazy. I hope it doesn't come true. But I have a sickness. You probably have the same sickness where sometimes if I have time to myself, my mind starts working and I start playing scenarios out in my head. Start, okay, what's the next step going to be here? Then what's the next step going to be there? What, what would make sense here? I'm sure you do this to some extent too. Sitting last night, got home, had dinner, fam was out doing homework or reading books. And so I just sat down and opened up a book and then my mind started wondering and I started thinking about this Canadian thing, this trucker convoy, the Ottawa protest, whatever we're calling it now. A lot of truckers have descended on Ottawa, basically clogged the city up. They're not only not delivering the goods they're usually delivering, they're honking the horn, making a ruckus, and now, well, we're still on the facts portion of it. There are rumors they're starting to black out the internet up there, the powers that be. Apparently have places now where they're going to start processing all us terrorists or criminals or whatever. Even though it's been the world's, you know, largest peaceful gathering, there has been absolutely no violence. We have the government on their head right now. They were waiting, they're trying to find some way to demonize us. They can't. So if you're, if you, if you see this, if this video gets to you, and we go dark all of a sudden, that means they're here rounding us up. That means you need to get to Ottawa. Okay, that's just an internet video. I don't know the guy. Could be a nutter. Could be true. Are they planning on blacking out the internet? But I don't know. Again, I'm going to tell you when I deviate from facts to my theory. But this part is a fact. I'm not even at my theory yet. It's, this part is a fact. The Canadian trucker po protest is the only protest in the history of, well, in the last two years of COVID, the only protest that legitimately scared the powers that be, the elites who run the world, certainly the Western world. And I know what you're probably saying right now, but Jesse, we had some protests here in America, or didn't you see the big demonstrations in France? No, 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 Under understand this. I understand other countries, Australia, France, other, a bunch of them, have had large street demonstrations where people go out and they have the signs and they chant and whatnot. And, and I get that. And I'm not saying there's nothing to that. Good, good. If you participated, good for you. But understand, the powers that be are still there looking down at the protests from their penthouse apartments surrounded by armed guards. And okay, occupy the Main Street Square. It's not really affecting anything tangible. Nothing tangible, nothing you can hold in your hand or put in your mouth. We're getting to that in a moment. A trucker protest is significantly different. A trucker protest has the ability to stop a country. All right, understand this. Truckers 
you can make the argument truckers are the most important people in your entire country. More important than the government, doctors, military, cops, nurses, teachers. I, I know there's a long list of these jobs we consider to be important. I got it. I'm not, not actually bad-mouthing any of those professions. But again, we've done this before. I want you to think about this. I want you to look around you right now, wherever you are, wherever you're watching me here on the first. How many of the things around you have at one point been on a truck? The chances are strong, all of it. Probably everything you're looking at. I'm looking at everything right now. I've got, let's see, we got studio lights and TVs and a desk here. I got a coffee cup. Uh, there's a bunch of wire thingies. And this was all trucked here, everything. We got a little kitchen here in the studio. Everything on the truck. Couch over there. Truck. Truckers make the world go. What if truckers join together and stop trucking? Stay with me. Stay with me. So these truckers descend on Ottawa. And it's a large, large protest. Right off the bat, it was large. It's getting larger by the day. We'll get to that. Right off the bat, it was large. And now we're approaching our theory portion. We know Justin Trudeau went into hiding for his safety. Individuals are trying to blockade our economy, our democracy, and our fellow citizens' daily lives. It has to stop. Okay. He goes into hiding for fear of his safety, and then emerges, and he's speaking stronger than he's ever spoken, against these trucker protests. Not even a slight extended hand, nothing. This has to stop. Now, it's theory portion. And I wanna be clear, I have no information whatsoever to back this up. No inside information. I don't have a source. Sometimes I do have sources. I don't have anything. This is just what went through my head last night. We do know that we have a globalist problem in the West. And what is a globalist? Globalism, the word is thrown around a ton these days, but it's really not complicated. All the leaders, billionaires, politicians of the Western countries, the more free countries, they hate that. The freedom portion. Because remember, freedom means they don't get to tell you what to do. Well, they despise that. These, these people believe they are above you. They believe they should be able to rule as kings and queens. And they don't have any loyalty to their own country. This is where the globalist thing comes in. Justin Trudeau has no loyalty to, America, to Canada. Joe Biden has no affinity for America. None whatsoever. They have affinity for each other because that's where their strength is found. So all the Western leaders, that's why they're always talking about crazy things and more control here. They've all decided, hey, let's just join together and we'll figure out a way to get the, the, the power we want. We'll figure out a way to crush that pesky freedom. Justin Trudeau is a globalist. He goes into hiding. This is what I say happened. I say the powers that be knocked on his door, called him on the phone. This was all done, I'm sure, back channels and lackeys. But I say the powers that be got with Justin Trudeau and had a conversation that went something like this. Hey, Justin, these protests in Canada, they aren't just bad. They're really, really dangerous not just for you, for all of us. If you fold and bow to the truckers occupying Ottawa, this has easily the potential to catch on everywhere. 
Today's Canada trucker protest could easily be America's tomorrow, France, Germany, Italy, Australia. Revolutions, remember, historically, revolutions have a history of catching on from nation to nation to nation. They go like wildfire, ugly ones and good ones. I think they got to Justin Trudeau and told him, on no uncertain terms, are you to bow and fold. You are to hold your ground, and at all costs, you cannot let these truckers win. The world, the peasants, you know, you, me, we cannot be, we cannot have our eyes witness truckers rise up and strike down the global elite. That's my theory. And that's my theory on why he came back and said those words right there. I believe going forward from here, I believe it gets ugly. And let's keep in mind, when we talk about things like globalist or great reset and things like that, these are, these are billed as internet conspiracy theories. These people use those words. They use those words, great reset and all these other things. And let's remember, Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, who's really at the center of so much of this, he basically came out a few years ago, 2017, and said, yeah, Justin Trudeau, he's our inside globalist boy. What we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I would know that half of this cabinet or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economy forum. We penetrate the cabinets? I'm sorry? We have our people everywhere? I swear the guy is the James Bond movie come to life, but there, there it is, that's him saying it. Okay, so what am I saying? Where am I saying this is going? Let's say I'm right on my theory. Let's say Justin Trudeau showed back up after his heartache for his safety and he started speaking so strongly because there's no way he bows to the trucker protests. Well, that's a problem because that trucker protest that started out as huge has grown. Remember, this is not a, one of these things that's here today and gone tomorrow. The numbers are growing. Every day, people are flocking into Ottawa and backing them up. We had people on horseback the other day coming in. Something's gotta give. <clears throat> the Ottawa police. They've already shown themselves to be more than willing to beat these people up and hound them, but they don't have the numbers. Remember that great Napoleon quote, quantity has a quality all its own. They don't have the numbers to put down a protest of this size, not even close. They can't even, it's nothing. So if you're Justin Trudeau, this protest must stop. You can't be seen to fold. Where do you go from here? This is obviously still my theory portion. I say Justin Trudeau calls in the military, Canadian military at the very least. I say Justin Trudeau sends his troops in against his own citizens and begins mass arrests and incarcerations. Look, you can say this sounds far-fetched, but I'm paying attention to what's being said out there, and it sure seems like some people want the military called in. Prime 
are saying it. Not just in Canada either. This is like, again, remember, everything's global here. Nations matter to you and me, but they don't matter to these people. American media is out there saying it. There's a state of emergency in place in Ottawa where the police chief says COVID protests are a, quote, nationwide insurrection driven by madness. Thousands of Canadians, you see the pictures there, protesting vaccine mandates. It started with a so-called freedom convoy led by truckers protesting a new mandate requiring vaccines in order to enter the country. CNN's Paula Newton live for us now in Ottawa with the latest remarkable protest, Paula. Absolutely remarkable. I mean, just think of the language. I know it sounds familiar to you, right? A threat to democracy, an insurrection, sedition. Insurrection? Sedition? These are the words that governments use when they're getting ready to use an overabundance of force against their own citizens. Look at the January 6th protesters still languishing in Washington, D.C. gulags as we speak. These, this is the language they use. Okay, so let's game this out as long as we're on my crazy conspiracy theory rant here. What happens? You bring in the military, heads get busted, undoubtedly. That's just inevitable when you have the military mobilizing against its own citizens, a bunch of freedom-loving citizens. People get hurt. Almost undoubtedly, people will die. Let's say they do round them up. Let's say they do incarcerate them. Well, going forward for Canada, Okay, you may have taken care of a short-term problem. We got rid of those pesky, freedom-loving truckers. We still got a bunch of trucks here. And those trucks not only have to be removed from Ottawa, those trucks have to get back out on the Canadian roads and American roads and start taking goods there and back and there and back. Goods must be moved to and fro. You just locked up all the truckers. How are you going to do that? Who's going to drive those trucks? You know, driving a truck isn't as simple as unlocking your phone and sending a text message. Military going to try to do that? Going to have a bunch of Canadian military clerks trying to drive semis up and down the road? I say Canada. I say there's a chance Canada, for the public health, of course, begins to nationalize industries. Full-blown communism now. No, well, we got to get the trucks going. Look, we're just going to seize the trucking industry. We'll seize that industry. Oh, the banks are mad about it. We'll seize those too. You can say I'm crazy. I hope I am crazy. I hope none of this stuff comes true. I know I've been right a lot. This is the last thing I want to be right about because this also has the possibility if they start doing things like that of crossing borders. I don't want to be right, but let's do keep in mind this whole globalist world economic forum thing where the elites gather together and figure out ways to take away your freedom, it's real. These people, I'm gonna show you something right now and I want you to know something. This is not something my wonderful production team came up with. The World Economic Forum put this out on purpose. By 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll love it. That's their words, not mine. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We have a great show for you tonight. We even have even more COVID communism next. Why are these mandates starting to go away? But first, let's talk about your health insurance. Have you been shopping? I've done it a million times. I know what it's like. You're waiting on hold half the time. You're changing different websites. I, I, I know. I understand that. One Share Health. It is a faith 
based insurance group. It's the last phone call. It's the last website you need to visit. Their coverage options are simply phenomenal. Their rates are phenomenal. 5% of your monthly, every single month, when that bill comes out, 5% of your monthly goes to Camp Hope or our PTSD Foundation, helping our veterans get back on their feet. That's the kind of people these guys are. And if you go to my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly, promo code Jesse Kelly, you get 75 bucks off your enrollment fee. My.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly, promo code Jesse Kelly. We'll be back with more COVID communism. Can't trust anything now. You know that. Well, I take that back. I take that back. You can't trust anything people say, especially when it comes to politicians, professors, all these TV doctors, media people. They're, they're all lying all the time. And we don't have to sugarcoat this thing. They're all lying so they can further the communist agenda at all times. They always are. But remember this. These people do love money. They do love power. And they do have meetings. Big old get-togethers. Hey, bring the staff in. Let's sit down. Now, sadly, they never have meetings about how to help you, how to improve the country. Ah, this isn't going well here. Let's fix that. I, I don't like that. Let's fix that. Not those kind of meetings. They have meetings talking about how do we get more money and power? <laughs> That's what it comes down to. I want more money and power. How do I get more of it? Those are the meetings our people have. Well, you've seen that for the last two years. For two years, if you've been paying attention to what they do, well, you've learned a lot. What have you learned from the last two years? One, they love big businesses and despise small ones. Remember, we lined up America's small businesses and shot them in the back of the head while companies like Amazon have grown exponentially. What else? What else have you learned in the last two years? Your elected leaders are not worried about coronavirus. The doctors aren't worried about coronavirus. That's why all these people, they keep getting caught with no masks, big parties when they tell you not to do it. It's not because they're hypocrites, although they are. It's because they're not worried about coronavirus. You've learned that too. But you learned something else, and this is important. You've learned, if you were paying attention, that coronavirus restrictions were, in their minds, helpful to getting them more money and power. And look, they haven't been wrong on that. I know it's cynical, but it's true. I, when I tell people, look, COVID has been outstanding for Democrats in America. It just has been. You do realize prior to COVID, Donald Trump was going to get reelected and easily. Now, look, the, you can hate Trump all you want. I don't care what your opinion on Trump. That's not a Trump issue. American presidents with good economies get reelected every single time. People sit down at the dinner table, food on the table, prices seem okay, gas prices ain't too bad. They vote for the president again. And Donald Trump's economy prior to COVID was roaring. Okay, so then coronavirus gets here. Media starts figuring something out, and they start figuring out quickly. Not only can we pin every single coronavirus death on Donald Trump, we can destroy the thing that's going to get him elected, the economy. You see, I mean, I was the one saying it from day one that lockdowns were stupid and 15 days to slow the spread was stupid and your mask is stupid and standing six feet away from someone is stupid and all this is really, really stupid. But understand this. They all knew that, too. 
And remember, these are educated people. Yeah, they're communists and they're scumbags, but they're still educated people. They all knew that was all dumb too, but they also knew well, lockdowns were a great way to destroy the economy that was going to reelect Donald Trump. So they checked the poll numbers and they knew what was going to reelect Donald Trump. People may not like this, and I don't like his Twitter account, but he's going to win re-election. Well, they found a way to destroy it. All right, that was then. This is now. And this part should probably creep you out a little, but it should also wake you up a little bit. Almost overnight, some of the most hardcore coronavirus lockdown pushers, mask here, 8,000 vaccines, don't go there, we can't allow this. Almost overnight, they became a bunch of freedom lovers. We had people like that idiot congressman in California, Ted Lieu, who's been worshiping coronavirus. We're all gonna die! Yesterday, he comes out with a post that sounds like he's Thomas Jefferson. Natural immunity is the way to go. I mean, sound like you, sound like me. You remember that communist hag, Dr. Leanna Wynn on CNN? She has been out there calling for outright passports to travel state to state in America. This is the lady who went full-blown communist here for coronavirus. And this is what she said yesterday. I'm not saying that we should be stopping masking, but rather that this needs to shift from a government requirement to an individual decision. The government can't keep on telling our citizens that this is a five-alarm fire all the time. People are just going to start tuning it out and not pay attention. They'll be desensitized. And so what needs to happen is we need to end the state of emergency and preserve the ability of public health authorities to reinstitute mandates in the future if we see more and more dangerous variants later. Yeah. Mr. Producer, could you let me know? I, what's that? Was that James Madison? I mean, I thought James Madison was a white dude, but uh, wow, look at that freedom lover. Well, what happened? Well, they had that meeting. They sat down and they pulled out some poll numbers. And this is going to put a smile on your face. The only way you could shamelessly reverse yourself on COVID restrictions like that, that quickly, the only way you could do that is if you looked at some poll numbers that show you're not going to have a rough 2022. Your party is on the verge of getting completely annihilated. The internal poll numbers Democrats must have going into this year have to be worse than anything you can imagine. Put a smile on your face. All right. We still got a lot of great show for you. You know what else is great? Not having allergies anymore. I don't know whether you get them. We moved to Montana when I was 10 years old, and my eyes would be the worst. I mean, maybe a little sniffles or something like that, but my eyes, I would just want to rip them out of my head. They were always red and itchy, always rubbing them. So I've always had air purifiers because, you know, I don't like medication. I like natural stuff. I don't like medication. I didn't even like taking that over-the-counter allergy medication. It drives me crazy. Air purifiers help. They have always helped. None of them got rid of the allergies until I bought an Eden Pure Thunderstorm, plugged it in my bedroom. My bad sons came in, smelled how clean my bedroom smelled and stole it, so I went out and bought two more. I have one now in my living room. They have my original one in their room and I have a new one for my bedroom. I don't even own allergy medication anymore. I'm telling you. The emails I get from people who love this thing, I told you. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, and they're selling three packs for my viewers right now for under $200. It's $200 in savings. 
EdenPureDeals.com. You have to use the code JESSE, though, to get that deal. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. Joining me now to shoot down my crazy conspiracy theory and talk about COVID and other things is Jeff Dice. He is the president of the Mises Institute. Jeff, okay, I have this wacko conspiracy theory. I have to give it to you right off the bat. And you can just blast it out of the sky. You're totally free. Okay. I say this. I say the world elites are scared to death of this trucker convoy in Canada. I say in some way they have gotten to Justin Trudeau and told him in no uncertain terms you cannot bow to these truckers for fear that that kind of thing would spread to other countries. And I say this Canadian thing, and I hope I'm wrong, gets very, very, very ugly from here. I could see military called in. I could see mass incarceration of these truckers. What say you? Yeah, isn't it interesting that the soft liberal types, these emotive types like Justin Trudeau, turn out to be such authoritarian fascists in their actual actions? And it's the hard guys like Trump who actually turn out to be doves. I mean, I don't think you're far-fetched. Look at it this way. Um, all governments have, especially Western governments, is this sense of legitimacy. And I think this trucker thing right now is almost teetering on the edge of being like a Brexit or, or even beyond that. I mean... If they don't quash this, then they'll be required to pivot in the media. They're already trying to do that a little bit on the COVID narrative and lockdowns and vaccine mandates and saying, you know, we're, we weren't really for that. But if they don't quash this and if the truckers actually get their demands met, which is essentially to allow Canadian life to go back to normal, which is no great shakes. It just means you're not treated like a, like a prisoner everywhere you go showing your papers. Uh, if they win, I, Trudeau either has to change that media narrative radically or he's got to quash it. And quashing it, as you point out, probably involves some pretty nasty physical kinetic action. So I'm not sure how that works. I'm not sure how that works either. I hope to God I'm wrong. All right, but on to what you were just talking about. We already played earlier in the show Lena Wen's comments on CNN about, hey, look, we can't have all these restrictions now. Let's not be crazy. I do want to point out that communist tag has been championing every single restriction for the last two years. But she's not alone, Jeff. This is the norm right now. Ted Lieu, all these wacko vaccine mandate lovers out there, all of a sudden they all sound like Ron DeSantis and Thomas Jefferson rolled into one. What's happening? Well, it's not that the, the science has changed, the politics have changed. I think this is about the midterms and about what they think is going on. I mean, this woman, I, I'm trying to think, I think I dislike her more than Fauci. I mm -hmm. mean, that's a pretty strong statement from my end anyway. But what, what's happening here is that even blue state governors in California and New Jersey are reading the tea leaves. They're saying lockdowns aren't having the effects we wanted. And by effects, I don't mean health, I mean politics. It's not bolstering them. And I think Biden is worried about all this. Uh, we've seen Democrats start to turn on him and talk about how bad his first year has been. They're trying to push him out in favor of Hillary because they know Kamala is a non-starter. So I think you got to put all this together. And, and you just wonder when, you're, when someone like Dr. Wen says this, do they not realize that the internet is forever? Or are they just counting on our short attention spans that they can reverse course and we're not going to call them on it? It's, it's really disheartening for me anyway to see these same people who are wrong about so many things uh, continue to be propped up and, and God knows she'll probably be plaguing us the next time we have a virus. Oh gosh, she probably will. All right. You know what? On to that, just on piggybacking on something 
you just said right there. Do you think this will be effective, Jeff? I mean, Lena Wen being a full-blown communist yesterday and now a freedom lover today, do you think the people who've frankly fallen in love with coronavirus and the restrictions and everything else, do you think they're going to pivot with them? Yeah, people love it. I think they get a romantic sense of their own lives, like we're in World War II or Gone with the Wind or Storming the Beaches of Normandy. I think there's really a sick psychology to people. You might almost call it retreatism from life. They're not particularly happy and they like this idea that we stay home and wear masks. I, look, I think a pivot can be accomplished in the media sense. I think Biden it could effectively tell the CNNs of the world, hey, look, you know, change your tune on COVID quickly. I think you can pivot on that between now and the midterms. What they can't do is get the supply chain and these inflation things under control because these problems are baked into the cake. You can't flip a switch and make those go away. So he's, I think, looking at that, he meaning Biden, to the extent he looks at anything and, and making a calculated decision to change the tone. And we've seen that from Jen Psaki the other day when she said, well, you know, most of those lockdowns were the previous administration. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault them for banking on the short attention spans of the American public. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it's true. You know what? Speaking of which, here's New York's governor Andy or Andy Biggs, Phil Murphy, or New Jersey's Have governor. Have you seen data that Jersey definitively is. proves that these mask mandates? Uh, have worked. Uh, I, I mean, the numbers you just presented are impressive, but are they different from the numbers in states where they didn't have mask mandates? Yeah, again, I know Jersey Jake the best, but I'm, I'm highly confident, and I'm sure our health officials uh, will, will, could say it definitively, there's no question they've worked. There's no question getting vaccinated, getting boosted, and wearing masks indoors have all been positive health public health steps compared to the absence of any of those things in the alternative. Okay, Jeff, I know the answer to this question is going to hurt me, but is there ever going to be any accountability for the endless lies of the last two years? Does Phil Murphy ever pay a price for that? Probably not in the political sense, maybe in the psychic sense, maybe in the next life. Um, look, Florida has more 80-year-olds than any other state in the country. It had fewer mask and vax requirements, and yet its numbers are comparable or better than New Jersey's. So all you got to do is go read a book by Ian Miller called Unmasked, and it'll blow everything he just said out of the water. So this isn't something where we have to wait for some predetermined future to get the data. We have the data now, and it's pretty definitive. I mean, the most lockdown countries on the earth, the least lockdown countries on the earth, masks, unmasked, mandates, no mandates. I mean, my number one thing, I'm less concerned right now with scalps, political scalps, especially in a state like New Jersey, which I think we should write off. I'm more interested in getting these damn things off airplanes, because if we don't get masks off airplanes in 2022, I fear that they'll be on airplanes forever and ever. And, it, you know, the cabin air in an airplane being recirculated all the time, especially the new generation airplanes, is far cleaner than it is in your office or your home. So we got to get past mass. It's the number one job right now. Yeah, well, Jeff, it's funny you brought that up because it doesn't look like they're backing off here. Excuse me. Um, I'll, I'll wear this, but if, if she can give me a reason, like, that I have to turn it off? Like, is there a reason? Because like, it's offensive. It's offensive? It can be to some people, so we're not going to go. We're not going to go back and forth. Just go ahead and put the blue one on, okay? 
Okay, so my mask is offensive. Okay. I know, I'm, I was just asking a question. I'm, I'm not okay. being confident. It's just... So, we're going to put the blue one on, right? Yes. Sure. Oh, wow. This is not America anymore. This is not America anymore. Jeff? They're not, they're not backing off of the mask. They seem to be quite enjoying this enforcement. Yeah, there's two kinds of flight attendants. Uh, one that gets off on this and one that hates this. And I think the, the latter group, a lot of them retired or quit over the last couple of years because flying became so stressful and unpleasant. But look, I know for a fact that the airlines have had something to do from the lobbying perspective with the fact that we do not have a vaccine mandate or requirement to fly domestically. They had something to do with that because they realized they couldn't afford to lose even five or 10% of their customers. And they certainly couldn't afford to lose five or 10% of their flight crews or their mechanics or their data people. So they lobbied behind the scenes quietly with Biden. The fact that they rolled over early on uh, with masks, I, I hope that that was a misjudgment on their part. I hope that the American public is starting to hate these diapers as much as I am. Um, and I, man, do I look forward to the day that I fly without one. And I guess in part, I'm, I'm responsible because I went ahead and put the damn thing on and bought the ticket. Um, so I'm, I, in that sense, I'm part of the problem. Well, Jeff Dice, thank you so much, my brother. Excellent. Thank you, Jesse. All right. Coming up next, we have representative from Arizona, Andy Biggs, joining us. All right. But first... Have you bought your holster yet from Northwest Retention Systems? Your scout chest holster, your inside the waistband, that's the one I carry. Have you bought your sling? Have you bought your mag carrier? It's the highest quality gear I've ever had in my entire life. It's all custom made. It's all custom made right here in the good old US of A, and it's a family company. NWRetention.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE because that gets you 10% off. I have had a lot of gear. I've never had quality like Northwest Retention Systems. Go now. We'll be back. You guys are shuttle service now, huh? Really? What's that? No one patrolling the border. We just show up and just start grabbing people with backpacks. Really? How many like this a day? Over a thousand. Over a thousand per day. Over a thousand per day. That's what's happening to your country while you're not paying attention. Joining me now, someone who is paying attention, Congressman Andy Biggs of Arizona. Congressman, it was a controversy for the Biden administration for about 15 minutes with all the people coming across the border. And then I guess all the news crews got bored or something like that. But the problem never changed, did it? No, the problem hasn't changed. In fact, Jesse, if anything, it's going to get worse. Uh, this coming year. Okay, why is it getting worse? Is it poor messaging from the Biden administration? Are we reducing our border patrol numbers? Why is it getting worse? Because I hear the same thing from a lot of border patrol guys I know. Well, it's it's a it's a whole host of things. So first of all, Joe Biden. I mean, when you talk to these folks coming across and ask them why they're coming now, they're going to tell you it's Biden. Biden has invited us here and he's opened the borders. Um, I was talking to a fellow this morning, a report, another reporter, 
who, who gets down on the border a lot. I said, what, so what do you find? He says, he was talking to some actual some cartel smugglers, human smugglers, and said, what do you, why, is it easier now or under Trump? And he says, they, they say it's easier now because Biden has opened it up, opened up the border, um, the border patrol is overrun. And that's the other aspect. The border patrol is simply overrun. And um, all, they, all they can do is kind of gather people and take them in to process them, and then they get distributed throughout the United States. Throughout the United States, what does that mean? I have been digging and digging and digging, and I can't seem to find where are these people going. We hear rumors of flights in the middle of the night to Pennsylvania, but I, I don't know if that's real. Where are these people going? Well, I assure you the flights to Pennsylvania in the middle of the night, those are real. But it's more than that. They're going all over because when these folks come in, they're given basically a, a release. So they're going give, to be given either a parole, uh, a, a notice to appear, notice to, to come back. Um, and then they're gone. Notice to report sometimes. And, and then they're gone. They, and they, they, we ask them, where do you want to go? And sometimes there's a sponsor, sometimes there's not. And we, we just send them out. They're on buses, they're on planes. I've been on planes. I've, I've seen folks on planes. I can tell you in Phoenix where Sky Harbor Airport where they wait in groups and they're going all over the country. And um, there's not a doubt in my mind. I mean, the, the number looks like it may have been over 600,000, maybe even as high as 800,000 people released into the country illegally last year against our laws. And these people have no uh, business being here. We're not even tracking them. You just said we ask them where they want to go. So we have illegal immigrants showing up at our border. We make them do a little paperwork and then we ask them where they'd like a plane ticket to. Do I have that right? Jesse, you are on the money. Yeah, we, we're asking them where they, where they want to go. Look, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I, I was down at the border and they were telling me of a, of a ring, they, a smuggling ring, they, a human smuggling ring that they had broken up. And that human smuggling ring, uh, they discovered it just because it was serendipity and hard work by one of the border patrol agents who said, why, why is this one address in this particular location get sponsoring 50 or 75 or whatever the number was of, the, of people? Why are they all going to that same address? And so they tracked it down, and sure enough, it was a, it was a an address where they were pro, where the cartels were taking people to. We were sending those people to those addresses. The cartels then would place them in jobs, keep them as indentured servant, servants, and um, and then they were renting out a couple of small children back and forth to keep going to keep create these family units. That's the type of thing that you have. It is sick, it is inhumane, it's disgusting, and it and it uh, it's got to be stopped. Good grief. Uh, you know, speaking of human smuggling, I have a little video here. I'm sure you've seen it already, Congressman. Here is the face of human smuggling. Okay. He's going to close the door. You stay right there before we move. Hey, 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 hey calm down. Hey, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Back up. Back up. Back up. Hold on. Hey, get, a, a get your foot back, get in, your there. Foot back in there. Get You're your foot back yourself. in there. Ma'am. Ma'am, we're going to have to tase you. You're not going to like that. I don't understand what you're telling me.
must have had some bad chili for lunch there or something. Congressman, uh, that, uh, the things I hear, the stories I hear about human smuggling, honestly, most of them are not even stories I can share on this show because I know we have kids and families who watch this show. These people are truly, truly evil. They're the slave traders of the 21st century. Yeah, Jed, I, you are on the money, and that's why I am so outraged that we can't get colleagues across the aisle to join us in fighting this and and reinstituting border patrol policies where i mean the border patrol agents they want to patrol we had the policies in place that were working um and slowing this significantly down uh, in some cases by as much as 2400 percent under president trump but these guys got rid of those policies i say these guys i mean joe biden secretary mayorkas by the way who has to be impeached and these people are they're vicious, they're inhumane. They're, and you saw that, that lady's actions right there. Those are the actions of people who have no moral values and no respect for human life. Um, you, if you ask Border Patrol agents, uh, why, why are you not uh, on the boats interdicting these rafts that are coming over uh, every night across the Rio Grande, um, just ferrying people back and forth all night long? And they'll tell you because if we do, the, the coyotes will turn the raft over. It doesn't matter if there's infants in there or if these people can't swim, they're gonna turn the raft over and we're not then doing an interdiction. What we're doing is, is a rescue operation and, and you might lose some lives. They don't care about human life. That's why you see little toddlers uh, traipsing around in the desert with no water, no food being left by these, these uh, inhuman, in, basically Trump was right. They're inhuman, they're barbarous, they're, they're cruel. <sighs> Dead gone monsters. <laughs> Congressman, thank you so much for what you do. I appreciate you. Thanks, Jesse. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it. I remember that when Trump came out, made his announcement he's running for president. I'll never forget it. And he said, look, we got a bunch of rapists and criminals and drug dealers coming across the border. And almost universally, Republican and Democrat, everyone started freaking out. You can't say that. That's an easily verifiable fact. And again, I have stories I won't tell you. The things I hear about what's happening right here in the United States of America because of illegal immigration with this human smuggling stuff, you wouldn't eat for a day or so if I told you. Whew. All right, that's enough of that. We got Light in the Mood coming up next. I realized that was a lot. We had a crazy conspiracy theory in the beginning. Let's hope it was a crazy theory. Had a lot of heavy immigration stuff. COVID, communism is a wild show. So we thought maybe tonight a double whammy on Light in the Mood would be good. I know you're not watching the Olympics. I'm not watching that trash either. I don't celebrate communist Olympics, not, not at all. But we are happy to bring you some of the uh, low lights whenever we get them. Let's hope things work out well for this guy. Oh, that sucks. All right, all right, but wait, but wait, there's more. You know, you know, I'm passionate about women's basketball. All right, so I hear stories like this, and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what it steams me. I'm not trashing anybody. Please don't take it the wrong way, but I saw some highlights of ladies' basketball. Man, 
is there a gun in the house? I'll, I'll shoot myself <laughs> to watch that. You know, I love watching the men's basketball. I love watching the men's golf. I never used to like watching ladies' golf. But I will tell you this. I've been up close watching these ladies play because I used to have a, a big function every year called the Lucas Cup, and I'd have LPGA players and PGA Tour players. Good luck getting some WNBA stars to, to come play. I know, I know. They're, I'm off their list. Jeez. I'm sorry about that. Okay, one, that's funny. Two, all that's true. Three, that guy got fired. What a namby-pamby society we have. Of course I'd rather die than watch women's basketball. Forget shot. I'd rather just drink poison or something. Torture me to death. Anything beyond watching that crap. All right, I'll see you tomorrow.